Papa Squat, Papa Do, Do You. don't like the sound of chewing on the mic but i gotta say i really enjoy it i hate it i don't i like it it's just it sounds like you're just crunching wheaties in the morning while we read the scriptures before going to school i don't know I love... <laughs> Is that how your what your childhood was like <laughs> yeah i hate that and uh chewing ice uh yeah i think ice is a little too crunchy of a sound i think well it gives me chills and you're eating nerds right now i'm so. nerding up yeah, a Nerds has a very similar sound to a nice cereal. Just a mm-hmm. light crunch. It's like a fully artist. If you're watching a scene of someone eating cereal, that's that sound. And we, When we're watching a movie, people don't seem to be bothered by that. And that's a fully artist doing that right next to a camera. Why, or not a, cam- uh, a microphone. Why would we have a problem on a podcast? Wait, what do you mean when, when you see it on a... In a movie or a TV show, when there if there's a character where there's like a sad middle aged man who's alone and he's eating his mm-hmm. cereal and that sort of, or whatever, um, they always include that little sound of yeah, of the him little crunching, the little crunch. No, people, no back music too, just because it makes it, it sadder. If it's that kind of movie, yeah. When you're just in silence and crunch, crunch is your only mm-hmm. friend. Are you saying it's making people sad when they hear that on podcasts? That little crunch. No, I think if my mom heard this, she would be happy that I'm I'm eating. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we were told as kids that it's polite uh, not to make sounds, but I it enjoy, is, yeah, I enjoy keep, people's crunching sounds. But that's like a cultural thing too, right? Because in other cultures, like, uh, I don't know if it's Japan where slurping is. Yeah, like slurping and burping are signs of. But farting is. Right out. Well, no go. I th- yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to fart in America, but it does feel like Japanese people would be very like, really, good Lord, you just farted. Come on now. You tooted? <laughs> Japanese people farting is now on my bucket list. If I can just, I just want to see a Japanese person accidentally. It can't be, Fart. it can't be him like coming to peace with it now that he's lived in America for 25 years. I want it to be someone who's like, oh, fuck. Super ashamed. Super ashamed. <laughs> just... Has brought dishonor to his family because he farted in public for the first time in his life. Do we think not we can even arrange a, that? Not even a loud one. It's just, he's the only one that knows he farted. Well, but he looks around and makes eye contact with me and realizes that I know. And you go. And I'm like, oh, I can smell it. But I start laughing and we're going to see what happens. American, yeah. And I, we're going to see what happens with his psyche when I start laughing at him with him. But is he going to be able to understand that it's okay or? He may be. He'll be like, 
Only in America is what he'll say probably and then tip his hat and get on the train and hopefully you'll never see him again. Where are you from? Are you from America? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas. You? That's kind of America. Yeah. Is everybody all right in Houston? Yes, actually. All the all the people I know are um, all right. Thank you for asking. Do they need any paper towels or anything? None of the people that I know need any paper towels, but I think there are people who do if you're listening. Like, whenever you're listening to this, it could be 2019. Um, probably you should still just, like, find a charity and give some paper shoot some towels. towels. Just give some towels. Just give somebody a paper towel. Just a homeless man. He probably could use them. Where are you from? I'm from Nebraska. Really? Born in Iowa. Got out of Iowa about a month after being born. I said, no, this isn't for me. Moved on down to Nebraska. Is that considered a lateral move or any kind of step up or down in life, Iowa and Nebraska? Like geographically? Uh, yeah, you know, I think we could all kind of feel out which states are desirable or not. I, but I can't decide whether Iowa or Nebraska is worse. Um, Iowa kind of smells. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know. It's hard because all my family's from Iowa, and oh, sorry uh, we for get along. Insulting your entire my my people. people. <laughs> I I like Nebraska though. I'm a Nebraska. I'm glad I grew up in Nebraska. The name Nebraska is definitely better than the name cool. Iowa. Yeah, it's got some cooler letters, <laughs> and uh, I liked that movie Nebraska. Yeah, that was good. The second time around, I watched it. Not I didn't like it as much. You have to watch it backwards, like Memento. Oh, okay. I didn't realize what was going on. Okay, but Iowa is like corn, or mm-hmm. one of those one of those. Corn yeah, everyone states. thinks Nebraska is the leading corn. Nebraska is also corn. They are, but I also think of Iowa, Iowa as being about f- three times the size of Nebraska. Is that true? I think at all? it's bigger. I, so when it comes to like actual uh, shapes and locations on a maps, big blur in that area of the country, isn't it? And I can't do population sizes. I don't know what's no like idea. a large. How big is Austin? I think it's like a million and a half if you count a lot of the stuff, but I don't know. Someone just told me that the other day. The surrounding area. I think I thought it was 500,000. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I've looked this stuff up a lot too, but I, it just goes right out. Someone told me that Boston's a bigger city than Austin. I think it all depends on how you gerrymander the lines of what you're talking about. Okay, and there's, yeah, and there's population yeah. density. I don't know. So you grew up in Nebraska until what age? Till 18. And then did you go to college to get out of Nebraska? Negative. Uh-oh. What happened? Um, f- mostly money. I uh, started comedy when I was 17. Okay. So I was still in high school, and I was like, oh, I think this is what I want to do. And how did you discover that you could do comedy? That's interesting. Not like you as a person, but I didn't a even 17-year-old know, kid. I didn't even know stand-up was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was an ex- like an interesting story. I didn't know. I used to write a, I think I was talking about it the other day. I used to write a journal mm-hmm. that I thought was a journal, but it was just like funny things that happened <clears throat> for like, since I was 15, maybe. And I was super embarrassed about it because guys don't do journals. Yeah, it's really okay? gay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a girl thing. Because if you're, just imagine the act of journaling. Here you are laying on your bed with your hands uh, uncupping your, your head. Chin. Yeah, I'm on my Perfect belly. Perfect position to get fucked in the ass, really. Yeah, my legs I mean? are my legs are back. Very kicking. submissive mm-hmm. to be in the diary. But maybe if you're like sitting in an armchair, smoking a cigar, writing a diary, that that's kind of be yeah, okay. that's more like writing, right? Like I'm, yeah, you're writing. You're now. writing. Serious. But it was like my. I, I think I still have some of those notebooks, 
it was like the stuff I was writing was totally impersonal and it was just about what if the teacher said this and then this happened and it was just so like, like jokes fiction? it was just like oh, uh, yeah. yeah oh it, it turned it into you, have you seen my stand up it's all erotic mm-hmm. that's true fiction <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you real you <clears throat> at some point realized that you were writing a stand up yeah it was uh, I don't know when that was I remember like hiding my dad like I would sit in my bed and I'd be writing in this green college ruled spiral notebook and uh, he would open the door to like say goodnight or whatever and I would like quickly hide it yeah. under under my comforter and uh I, I i really hope that he shut he goes all right night son pretended like he didn't notice i just did that and then close the door and then just look up all proud and he goes he's finally looking at porn and Probably. then just walk upstairs all all pumped and proud of me now on the one hand you're maybe embarrassed that you are uh, what could be considered diarying but on the other hand if he had read your quote-unquote jokes, would you not have been more embarrassed for him to have read that? Or were they good? Or, you oh, know what I mean? every single thing that I write is... Uh, Still doing them to this day. It's, it's great for dads. So mm-hmm. I would be fine. I'd be more worried about my mom. But huh. it's, dad, it's good dad, good poppy humor. Can you give us... Do you have an example of like a joke that your dad might have read? Had he read that journal? I think one... Actually, one... This one's my mom's favorite. And every time she sees me now which is not often. She's like, you have to do that joke. Wow. And uh, it was, believe it or not, about masturbating. And uh, what I said, you know you masturbate too much when you get a boner walking down the lotion aisle at Walgreens. <laughs> and my mom's like, that's my favorite one. I was like, really? Wow. That's amazing that your mom <clears throat> has a favorite joke. Is she trying to <laughs> overcompensate by like being too okay with it? Or no, she's a freak. Yeah, okay. she's a. <laughs> My mom's fun. Um, it was weird because, like, growing up, I would listen to like Biggie and stuff, mm-hmm. and she would get so mad, and she'd be like, "Turn that off." He would so he'd rap about like doing selling and doing crack with pregnant women or whatever, uh, just an awful thing. And she would just sit there and like listen, and then the second he dropped like a curse word, she'd be like, "What is this? Turn." this off i was like mom he was just talking about selling crack to a pregnant lady that's an iowan for you you know she's just a first- <laughs> <laughs> i assume she's a third no generation iowan. so it was when i started doing comedy it was like you know 18 year old kind of not raunchy but i was probably gross i thought raunchy. yeah it was probably super raunchy i never humped a stool though well thanks for that i guess i don't know congratulations i, made, uh, I don't know what to i'd make love to this st- <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think if i've ever humped a stool i think for like a second once i have you know just to talk about other people humping um, a stool yeah. on a joke i think i've i'm i'm not a good dancer though i don't know i'm, I'm worried about um just embarrassing <laughs> myself through clumsy wait you dance i guess humping a stool is kind of a dance it's like a little bit of a, you gotta have some rhythm you gotta you know you gotta move your hips in front of people that's embarrassing yeah that is <laughs> so it's just easier to not that might be one of the most embarrassing except at weddings then it's like free wedding receptions yeah, it's expected mm-hmm. and were you watching or and listening to a lot of comedy this is about your 28 oh, no, now this is yeah. 11 years ago that would be 2006. Um, no, I was a cartoon guy. I watched a lot of cartoons. And I never, like, my family would get together. I remember all my cousins, whenever we'd be all together, they would always, like, watch Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really have an interest in it. Um, I think I watched a lot of Steve Martin. 
The Jerk, when mm-hmm. I first found out about that movie. I, I still actually haven't seen it. So it's really no good. Spoilers. I know, I, it's on it's the top he, of the um, list. Turns out he's a jerk the whole time. Well, fucking, I just said no spoilers, I mean, but all right, I guess. You had 40 years to watch. <laughs> it's not like I've, It's not like anyone can have seen every classic and read every book, you know? It's, well, do you have a job? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so not, do I. My parents, you uh, know are still alive no um <laughs> mine are too I just, they they're ever. just real nice oh you're, are your parents nice to you do they give you money if i need it yeah and i've needed it like my car got impounded and yeah oh. i'm lucky enough they're not like rich yeah um like if i need if i would need my brother my mom my dad both three of my grandparents if and they maybe all a died couple, and left and you all one, everything in one plane yeah for <laughs> you were the only person left to receive any yeah. inheritance um my whole bloodline yeah that's an interesting get, that's a fun game who all would have to die for i'm trying you to, to get to be able family, to quit your day job <laughs> i'm trying to get this family reunion together <laughs> no they're just nice just keep organizing family reunions where you <laughs> yes, route I'll them all the through the, i'll get the ticket i'll get the ticket um and so but you, yeah so you weren't really watching too much uh-uh. stand-up when did you discover stand-up stand-up well, I was always like um, obnoxious, I guess, like attention seeking and obnoxious, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know for whatever reason, but I had that hole in my heart that, I, you know, everybody probably has that does stand up, um, except the successful ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. Uh, I would do, I, I remember filming a bunch of stop motion stuff when I was younger, like, like with our VHS camera, 14 or 13 and then me and a neighbor kid would always film sketches like stupid sketches even in like sixth grade i filmed the movie with al lewis alex lewis and it was crouching al hidden ryan is right when mm-hmm. it was seven years after crouching tiger came out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we just filmed like a 30 minute movie with the credits were just drawing on paper yeah um so, so I don't know. I was always doing like sketches and stuff. And then I hosted, I, I met up with my buddy Ben LaGrange and Colin Kreveling in high school and we became friends and we hosted the talent show mm-hmm. two years in a row and we changed that talent show game. I bet. And uh, then I, I I think I started doing stand up. This is all in Nebraska somewhere? Mm-hmm. Link, Lincoln? Is that the? Lincoln, Nebraska. I, um, what That's was the it? one city in Nebraska, right? No, that's the capital. I know, but like, what's another? Omaha is a pretty big. Omaha, city. right? Yeah. I heard of that. The stakes. And, and that's about it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> hey, let's try this game. Can you name a city in New Hampshire? No. Right. No. You don't even know what the capital is, right? Neither do I. Uh-uh. I've been there, but I, I don't know anything about. I know. I just think New Hampshire is the funniest one. I think you could name a city, at least one city what's, in most states. What's their thing? What's New Hampshire's thing? There's mountains to climb, to hike. They're close to New York, so people have like a second home there or, or long, long ne- commuters into Boston or New York. Neville? Neville? New Hampshire? Is that a place? I mean, I believe you. Neville, New, Neville, New Hampshire. If you told me that. I bet that's a place. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I bet. There's only like eight words that are right, but... Um, <laughs> 
It could be one of them. Uh, okay, so you started basically. You're doing sketch stuff and weird projects yeah. on your own. You're avoiding. Um, oh yeah. You're avoiding c- contaminating your thoughts with other people's stand up. Mm-hmm. And and at some point you're hosting the talent show, and so you are bringing a funny energy to this, and are kind of you're hosting, and yeah. so that is uh, you're essentially doing some stand up at this point. Yeah, it would be side. like live sketches or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if I had started stand-up before hosting the talent shows. I, so I remember, I, you remember MySpace? Of course. How you could make, at a point you could make like a music page or like an entertainment page. Yeah, that's about when everyone I knew had already left it, but yeah. Really? Yeah, once it, once once it got you can, professional? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so I made a um, comedy page. I don't know why. Why and wouldn't you? And I, yeah, and I didn't like add anybody, so yeah. it was just like my own little dream. And somebody found it. A A Y Aaron Young found it, and he messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, I rented out." It was, I think, a longer dialogue, but he goes, "Hey, I rented out a theater, the Joyo Theater. Um, so we're both gonna do." I didn't know he was two grades above me. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I never talked to him at all, and he's like, "So we're both gonna do like thirty minutes." Um, and that's in like April and then two months or whatever. Wait, but now what age are you in the story? Probably 18. He's two years above in the sense that is he in college now or he just was no, two years ahead? No, he's a senior when I was, he's okay. my brother's age. So he's a senior when I was maybe a sophomore. So he's not in high school anymore. Or a junior. In the story. He's 20 and you're 18. I don't remember if he was. Well, the math doesn't yeah. work. So. Yeah, because I never went to school with my brother either. So that makes sense. He okay. was, he like graduated right when yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't remember a lot of my past. I'm making all of this up. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from New Hampshire. Creative extra. Yeah. I know all of the two cities in New Hampshire. Uh, okay. So so he did that. He ran out that Joyo Theater. And I was like, well, I guess I need to learn how to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. So then I hit all these people up on MySpace Comedy that were also Lincoln, Nebraska comedians. And there's this there's this comedy open mic called duffy's tavern okay every monday and it's been there for like 30 years they've been doing it every monday for 30 years mm-hmm. and um i was like hey can i go can i come and do this i emailed a couple of them and they said don't even try until you're 21 yeah i met those people later and they were the most bitter road dogs <laughs> i've ever met mm. and uh the bar was like yeah just leave right after you you yeah you're set and then i did crushed two minutes i don't even remember what i did what bit i did but it was just like the most adrenaline and um i never looked back my yeah. parents have been the most disappointed ever since yeah have they made any peace with it at this point i don't know i still get the you know some sometimes you might need to get like a real okay. job yeah mm-hmm. every time i have to borrow money and uh what did you what job did you get uh, right outside of high school uh, I worked at Da Vinci's Pizza mm-hmm. in high school. I worked at a retirement home in high school. I worked at a sandwich shop after high school. Mm-hmm. But then I, I pretty much moved. I think when I was 19, I moved to Omaha, like an hour away. Ah. I got dumped, and I was like in a very serious four-month relationship. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Uh, I got dumped and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move up to Omaha where the Omaha Funny Bone is. Okay. And just um, 
to focus 100% on comedy. And I worked there in the ticket booth or selling tickets and during the day and then running food at night for like a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of a traditional, you were just like, I just want to be at this club and I'll... That was the best this. year of my life, comedy-wise, I yeah. think. But like, I remember because it was the first year really getting into comedy and I could watch a show every single night. Yeah. Two shows on Friday. And I saw a lot of big people. I met a lot of people in Austin there. Bearden came through a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? That's how I know a lot of guys out here, actually, was from my old 18-year-old. I would drive them from the condo to the club i'll just do anything to be around comedy gotcha gotcha you know i just had this paranoid thought that like you really are making this whole thing up as you go along really yeah fact check because now i'm like is he just going around to all the podcasts and this is his bit of like i'm just gonna just give a different story i'm doing four podcasts today no every single one (laughs) i'm uh Oh, that would be good. Yeah. No, the most boring. I just have one 40-minute story about my life. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, because I don't want to talk about the same thing. And it's no, really I, not exciting. Well, it's a, this is interesting for me, because you are one of the most straightforward uh, stories of like, okay, started when I was 17, had to do that thing where most places wouldn't let me. And, you know, now I'm a door guy and I'm watching comedy and meeting yeah. people, watching comedy every night. Um, I do guest spots. That was like the most... That was the the best because I had my, it was the first time I lived on my own, so I could do whatever I want. No parents yeah. like parents get out of town. Uh, all my friends were like going to college, so I could go back to it's like a thirty forty five minute drive. I just go back on the weekends if I didn't have anything and just go hang out at college event. I felt like I went to college. Yeah. Without going to any classes, I got I hung out at cool parties. It's whatever. Yeah, and how did your how did that rent it out thirty minutes go? <clears throat> Oh, the first one? Yeah. We taped it. Yeah. And okay. it went well. Okay. I remember. I remember my mom came up to me because she was like, it was just friends and family. Like yeah. maybe 70 friends and family. And I remember <laughs> she told me years later, she told me, she's like, yeah, me and your father had like a really serious talk about how embarrassing this could be for everybody. <laughs> and she was like, I, I almost <laughs> didn't want to go. And she, like the other guy did not do well at all. <laughs> like it was the Painful. yeah. I did mean, you go I, first or second? Second. Okay. So I was sitting there watching him just like not do well. Yeah. And all my friends are just like, oh, is this what it's gonna be like? They were so relieved that you were even oh, killed it. Yeah. I still do the same fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. It it went well. Good. And. Okay. It was, that's, that was a bet. I think that's the best time. It doesn't matter. But I think when you're that age, it's the best time to do something. You need that teen confidence, that yeah. immortal yeah, confidence. Yeah, immortal. Well, and also, but but what you did was you, you were given an opportunity to do 30 minutes. You said yes. And then you said, How, what am I going to do to prepare for this? Yeah. So I think sometimes we tell young comedians, hey, say yes to everything. But then mm-hmm. we forget to tell them that other part. And that other part is <laughs> now you figure out where the Prepare, fuck you can get yeah. on stage and do everything that you can to live up to an opportunity. Yeah. And force your friends and family to come <laughs> and do charity. Do charity all your Yeah. Time. They did not give any charity to the first guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then we, we had that tape. Because I remember a bunch of family from Iowa drove down. Like my cousins surprised me. Because I told them not. I was like, no. Yeah. They're going to drive two hours to come watch me 
n- ruin my life mm-hmm. or maybe start my life. If I would have bombed, I could be like maybe a CEO of a business now. That's if true. If I was super, like the most embarrassing bomb, I'm like, well, I guess I got to go to college. would have yeah. led to, yeah. <laughs> the success of my <laughs> Fortune 500 company. Exactly. And then and then the book that you write, Helping Others to Find Their Path, would have a different... And then I start stand-up. Yeah. When I'm and like then, 50. Then you, yeah. Now you already have a built-in audience, and it would just be... Oh, it's, what is that? Uh, it's like a Zen story where the guy breaks his leg, and, and then he can't get on the horse to get into the army, and then... I don't know. Who cares? But you, and then you the get army, it. It's and then that the, same thing. His, his, then he got the others got raped in the army or something, and he's like, "Oh, thank goodness!" But then, yeah. but then they it turns out he was entrepreneurs. On the, he was on the southern side of yeah, the so, Confederate. So the others war. didn't get it. Yeah. The, it turns out he was the bad guy. <laughs> turns out, yeah. So we're glad that he. Okay. Um, yeah, we need to modernize the uh, or westernize the Zen tales. <laughs> so it, it, you're in Omaha for a while. <clears throat> you mm-hmm. said it, the best year of your life. So you're, it was the most fun. Most fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I've had a lot more fun years, but that was like, <laughs> that was like, uh, it was like a lot. I was like, this is the path I want my life to go in is selling, yeah. giving tickets away in uh, Omaha, Nebraska for, for, for off free comment cards. So during that year, how many nights would you say you were performing comedy? Um, pretty much every Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So there's... Sunday was the open mic. Okay. And eventually, a few months in, I got to run that open mic, and it was so mm. stupid. It was like a bringer. You had to bring 10 people. 10? Or uh... we wouldn't let you perform. And then when I took it over, I was just like, I'm going to let everybody yeah. perform. Um, yeah. So I do guest spots like every night. Okay. And they were really cool about it, and now they won't answer my emails. But uh, Gotcha. Yeah, they would let me do... I remember doing that for like a year and I had like my six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that same six minutes I did like every night. And after about a, six or seven months, I was up there. I, first, I seated everybody. Seated, sat everybody. Yeah. You know, ran a couple fries out, ran a couple apps out to tables. And then I would go have change and do my... Uh, they wouldn't let me wear the Funny Bone work shirt on stage for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and <laughs> And then I would go and do like five minutes after the host. And I remember I was up there doing my little five and somebody in the front row was just like verbatim whispering yeah. everything, my whole bit. Yeah. Not like being rude. He's I don't even regular. think they know. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, do you know these? And she's like, yeah, I come here all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then high five dollar friends. And, and that's when I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe I need to like do something different yeah and then i just started messing around after that that's when things got weird well there was this idea for a long time that you would still hear up until a few years ago i feel of like oh you just got to get your five minutes you gotta get your seven minutes you gotta get and i just you know i think we everybody's moved on from that at this point yeah right because then what do you do if you get hey come do this 30 minutes based off your five yeah well i mean i guess the idea was to try to get on tv try to get a hosting and then try to get on tv like it just seems like a lot of steps were always missing from that plan um yeah because you get your five you get on all the late night shows yeah and then now you got the that fan now you're steve martin the that fan situation yeah yeah there you go that fan oh yeah that was he couldn't headline after he won that contest is that what is that what he was was a seven minute act i think he just couldn't headline he he like got his opportunity way too early yeah and then it was just like 
I remember solid being so five upset. up top and then <laughs> 45. Up. I didn't know anything about how that show worked or who these people were. All I, all I knew was what I saw on stage. I had no idea, you know, that Ralphie had been doing comedy for, you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. to me, this was just a talent show that people were competing. I was young and, and very naive about it, but I just remember being so upset. I was like, it's so clear that Ralphie is way funnier than this stupid idiot. I didn't even see it. I didn't know Ralphie was in it. Ralphie May, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the he was who lost to Dat Fan. <laughs> Weird, great, yeah. But anyway, uh, oh, rest Dad. in peace, Dad. I assume, or, or, or whatever. I've I seen mean, him on the circuits. Oh, never mind. Well, uh, all 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 respect. Uh, Crushing it. All respect. Ralphie um, May's opening for him. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I would if I were him. Just for that me. would be so. <laughs> he doesn't need it, so it wouldn't yeah. be like. Let's just yeah. Let's just do this for the chuckles. So you <laughs> after a year of that, are you do, are you moving? Um, what happens after? Oh, uh, so I move. Uh, uh, that's when I met up with Cody Hughstack mm-hmm. in uh, Nebraska, and then he didn't like me at first. Sure. I, I can't understand why. And uh, he, uh, him, and I became good friends. Him, me, him, me. Me, him, and uh, Stefan Ehrensdorf. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking. Cody was like, hey, I think we need to move. And when he said we, he said he needs to move. And I and I said, oh, cool. I'll come with you. Yeah, can I come with you? And So was, Cody lived in Nebraska. Mm-hmm, he okay. lived in Omaha. Um, and then it was like Chicago, Portland, Denver, or Austin were like mm-hmm. the top, something like that. And that year, five people out of... Uh, funniest person went to live at gotham or got a live at gotham so we we're like oh we should probably go to this place and we moved to austin and i turned 21 and we moved to austin so 21 is seven years so this is about 2010 2010 yeah 2010 okay and austin in 2010 had been developing <clears throat> but really was still a lot smaller than it is yeah. now Right. Yeah, who is very small. Yeah, a very small scene. Mm-hmm. And then not, I don't think a lot of people. I remember it as a lot of people didn't like me out here. I've heard that from other people. No, I'm just. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> I was real weird though. I was doing really. I was trying to be weird. Yeah. Well, I, like I had this mentality where it's like be after that set where yes. the the person was like saying verbatim. I was like, well, why don't I go completely out of my comfort zone every single time? and um just bomb a lot yeah no i think uh people realized that i wasn't just being stupid i was i was trying so you this is you're still hosting at the funny bone or doing guest spots Mm -hmm. at the funny funny bone and so you just from that from the next night on you started going up without uh i just started writing a lot more and started um trusting myself a lot more i think that was the biggest one yeah. Because it was like a club. And the owner wanted, CQ want, it was like, don't, just do your five. And then, and uh, I was like, yeah, right, mom. I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah. not And I wasn't getting weird back then. I just was, I don't know. So you're taking risks and you're writing new jokes and mm-hmm, you're trying things mm-hmm. out. And you didn't have other open mics. No, there was. To, There's plenty okay. of shows. We actually, Cody, me, Nick, Nick Allen was the ringleader. Uh, started this little group because there really wasn't a scene, a comedy scene out there. Uh, so Nick started this group called Fancy Party Comedy, and it was like eight of us, and we would book shows. We book that that Nebraska was cool in the sense we could book like a show and each do thirty minutes. 
yeah in a town of like 400 people and they would treat us like celebrities and it would be like a good there's a lot of time like we did a lot of long sets yeah right, like right off the bat so they were very forgiving in the sense of like they'd come out they just and wanted to have fun they just wanted yeah. to have some kind of time and and they would let you just gain your sea legs that way. Yeah. They okay. were, yeah, they didn't, nobody knew what comedy was in these small, Hater, Nebraska, yeah. town of 400 people. So you're just booking 30 minutes so, at shows. Yeah. First year into comedy. <laughs> small um, town, Nebraska. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I think that that had to have made you get very comfortable very fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like awesome having that much stage time right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? The so fancy party comedy. Then we we started booking our own shows, fancy party shows. And once a bunch of us left, Nick started working with Ian, and they made Ian Douglas Terry. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm-mm. They changed it from fancy party comedy to okay party comedy, and then that turned into a crom fest that he okay. did like three times. Um, so that whole scene, Ian really helped that scene a lot because he was like cool and had friends that would come to shows and like cool friends. Oh, that's nice. <sighs> yeah. So then there's a lot of time in Omaha. We made it ourselves and a lot of it was awful, but. Yeah. But you got Just comfortable literal stage time. Yeah. Getting on stage and you finally got comfortable taking a lot of risks and. Opened up for a couple hypnotists. Nice regularly did you ever get hypnotized on one of the shows no they always wanted me to go up but you wouldn't do it Mm-mm. and then if i did i wouldn't get hypnotized yeah. like i you do have to I've really like force myself not to right get, yeah you have to really really let yourself get him you have to want to be hypnotized yeah i'm not gonna go up and do 20 minutes for to open up for this hypnotist and then let him make me look like an idiot yeah and then get in the car with him and then i get like a 25 percent of the cut that he got and then yeah also i don't trust that stuff it's true. We had one hypnotist, rest in peace, Jay Medicine Hat. He was a regular. What now? Regular at Medicine the Omaha Hat? Funny Bone. You know Medicine Hat? Mm-hmm. He was a Midwest guy. It's a um, common last name where I'm from. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> Jay Medicine Hat. I don't know. He sold out. He would do like two weeks sometimes out of the month at the Omaha Funny Bone. And he would sell out every single show. And uh, he did this little stunt. I remember seeing him... I actually tried to get to one of his shows before I started doing stand-up with a bunch of like 16-year-olds drove up to Omaha and they wouldn't let us in. Mm. So I hated him ever since. <laughs> but he would do, he would hypnotize these people and just make them dance like chickens or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he would, I swear to God, he would whisper, this is my theory, is that hypnotists, he would whisper, come to my next show while they were out uh, and then just sell out every show yeah that's a great why theory. wouldn't you that's a good point you can get somebody to cluck tell like a your, chicken tell all your friends and yeah. he's doing a lot of whispering pay. a lot of off mic whispering into these ears i be, don't know what he's be saying. willing to pay 40 dollars next time 50 dollars next time yeah dude that's a good point that's that's a lot of power for somebody to just be up there wielding it's a lot of power nobody's no <laughs> oversight no inhibitions on these people anymore damn Jay Medicine. We should, we should probably incorporate hypnotism into our acts and try to get that going for the comedy community. It always backfires. Yeah. I always end up getting myself, hypnotizing myself. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> all right. Okay. So you, 2010, you're moving to Austin. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. So me, Cody, and Stefan. Ooh, yeah. that was a trip. 
And you want to talk about how that um, changed your uh, your writing process or what's going on with you in comedy? Yeah, I slowly, once I got here, just stopped writing completely. Yeah, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I write ideas. It yeah. used to be like verbatim I'd write mm-hmm. everything I'm going to say. And in my, I look back on some of my earlier notebooks and there was even like act out, like... yeah walk to the left of the stage and then it would be a little guy on the left of the stage half smile cough oh you drew out diagrams i would yeah nice just in case i uh but <laughs> yeah. i would sit down and write and now i don't really do that so much okay this is always interesting for me because i feel like i'm in the middle of this journey myself um mm-hmm. so i definitely used to be a scripter we'll just call it that okay and then when you were making that transition so yeah you definitely had that time where you're like i feel like an asshole just saying the same verbatim shit yeah um i always used to to because i i didn't like it that the other comics could see that i was doing that yeah totally there's a part of me that knew i wanted to be a conversational comic that i wanted i wanted to be writing from stage and present and all this um but i would just try to fake it for so long um by just writing more and more and more and um just all these little tricks of saying things differently, but but ultimately it's not about faking it. It's about learning how to how to not be scripted. So well, with with that though, I think it's like with time and with once you compile a bunch of jokes or whatever mm-hmm. in time, I'll find myself. I mess around a lot on stage, if you can believe it. <laughs> and uh, I used to do a lot of, a lot more crowd work, and I would uh, find myself like people will say will some, like set you up. Just randomly, well, you'll get set up in the same situation yeah. over and over and you over. You have tricks up your sleeve. Kind of, yeah, like old, old bits and gags. Yeah, or yeah, something comes up that you can seamlessly transition to jokes you already have. Exactly, and yeah. then it feels yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think I that's, write really generically though, just in case. Yeah. Just anything. Should I cover all the topics? <laughs> if I can just have a joke about every topic, I can pull it off. So, um, but you did something make you want to um transition away from from writing no i think it just happened yeah i still write like i'll still sit down and write i still like writing and Mm -hmm. you have to write like there's you can't not write well tell me then about i don't know how you want to break down a typical week or something like what would be uh kind of how would this happen for you in terms of sitting down and writing in terms of you're high and you write something on your phone or I usually I do when I drive mm-hmm. oh there's a lot of traffic mm-hmm. uh time in California and uh I'll usually I've been doing voice memos a lot but yeah. I'm finding I don't listen to them yeah exactly yeah. and I and then when I start listening to them I don't want to hear my em. voice yeah um but I'll write in the car a lot just like short sentence ideas and then Oh no! Usually, I just remember. It's it sucks because I'll remember what I want to do. I'll be like, oh, I don't need to write that down, or mm. I'll write it down in like a short form, and then I'll do it for like months, whatever the joke is, and I'll know how to do it, and then I won't do it for months, and then I'll forget about it completely. Yeah. But. Do you record your sets? No, I need to start doing that more. I mean, it just helps too. for stuff like that when you're just. But I don't listen back. to it though. Well, at this point. I record all of mine or all, essentially all of them, but then I don't listen to most of them. But occasionally I will go back and be like, I think I did have a really good riff in that. Yeah. Or How do you title them? I, Specifically the, uh, the show? The venue, it depends on the, the show because it depends on the venue and how many shows they have there. Mm-hmm. If it's a venue where there are different shows that I do consistently, I'll name it after the show, but usually it's just the venue. Punch, Tuesday, October 2nd. 
No, they don't even have the date on there. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes Best. I say punch, don't listen, or something. Really? I'll be like, or I'll say like a uh, weird crowd with something. But a lot of time, I usually just try to do some, uh, just quickly like a couple of the topics that I wound oh, up okay. talking about. Um, something like that. But sometimes I will put like great crowd, fun riff, uh, listen to this or something. I try. I just it's try to be, be helpful. crazy when you're gone and everybody's going through your, oh, you know, dead <laughs> and everybody's going through your, I will be found out as a, 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 a way worse and more disgusting person. Yeah. Than I already <laughs> present. Um, I hope. Yeah. It's one of those things where of course, like I, I could fantasize about yeah. that level of people giving a shit about me, but it would be very bad. If that happens. Do you, so I'll get like depressed a lot. Yeah. And then I just don't write or do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like, I'm, I've been in a, a pretty long one. I'm not necessarily depressed, but I'm like just not in the rhythm of writing mm-hmm. or anything. I don't know how to get out of that. So I'll do like videos. I'll just film videos or do something else creative. Raps, right? Raps mm-hmm. is a good way to get your brain. Get the creative juices flowing. I think. I, I don't know. That's, That's how I started true. writing rap. Now I'm a famous rapper. Yeah, so that's useful for your um, for your draw and everything. Uh, well, is, is that something that you do? Is a little bit of poetry uh, when you're? Oh no, there's no poetry involved. <laughs> just, just mostly bitch and cunt over and over again. Do no, I don't. I don't Fine. like to curse. All right, no I do uh, just a lot of fun, pun, sun, In the, bun. Yeah. Nope. There's the no. Cu- <laughs> Okay. That's too many words already. Oh yeah. So I only write a list of words ones. that rhyme. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then once you just do, you just do that and you get warmed up and then um, and I'm worn out. So then I kind of some meditation. So then I just don't write anything else. All right. I'm gonna present you with what my a week would kind of look like for me currently. Oh, yeah. And then I want to tell I want you to tell me what's different about yours. Um. Because otherwise, I feel like it's too open-ended to ask you just what your process is. Mm-hmm. So, in any given week, I might ha- I might have two or three mornings, sometimes even more, but usually two or three mornings where I have some time, a couple of hours to write. What's morning? Like 8 a.m. or? It depends. But usually something like that. I am kind of a morning person. So, 8 to 11. There might be two mornings a week where I have kind of 8 to 11 and one morning where I have more like nine to ten or something and i will either go to a coffee shop or just make some at home and be at the table and then i'll bring a couple notebooks with me i might start reading i might get uh, i might start um sketching something out i might have something coming up and i and i purposely look at different things and i think oh i wonder if i could combine um these bits together in a way that meshes them or a super joke uh, yeah, making it, making it super joke. Oh, you know, but so, you know, um, or just looking, flipping back through old ideas and seeing, hey, I wonder if I can make them funny. And so I often will do a lot of semi-free writing and then just try to underline anything that that's new that um, I might want to remember to try saying later. And then, um, and there are definitely weeks where that doesn't even happen because the schedule is getting fucked. Now you're going to say because of success. Because of too much success. <laughs> no, and then throughout the week, um, you know, there'll be random times, especially while driving or going to bed or just riffing with people uh, in your life where I'm, and then I just write down uh, a phrase or idea. 
Um, Pick and it up in the morning. And then, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then in the morning, that's the best. That's what I prefer is to not aimlessly th- go through notebooks, but to be like, oh, what did I write last night when I was high? And then maybe 20 to 80 percent of it's garbage what did i write last night that i when i was high and then it's just notes going back each night (laughs) what did i write (laughs) yeah um and so that's that's essentially um and my pro and then and then free thought right kind of to start to some extent i like doing that a lot yeah it's easier yeah and there's no I, I usually am, I have a jumping off point, just whatever yeah. is on my mind. That's journaling. Yeah, is right? it journaling? I guess. If That's what I, because I'll just, I'll just start writing whatever I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's usually about whatever's going on, like, oh, I'm, ha- I'm having a muffin. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about this. That's journaling. Yeah, but I, it, it's pretty directed for me. Like, I'm, I don't, I never make it very long where I'm just free writing about anything. It, like, it, I, I typically steer in toward some comedy topics. Do you use punctuations? Um, yeah. I have I have a couple because I would just go and I was just like no time mm-hmm. for periods, so it would it would just uh, it was only exclamation marks. No, <laughs> it would. Um, it probably looks crazy because it would be a, a exclusively one giant run on sentence about nothing like absolutely nothing and i should probably find those and get rid of those before i die yeah so i'm gonna look like a crazy person but then that always gets me going and then i'll eventually get to like oh and then i can write a joke about that i see so you just kind of free write until you find something that's that's funny yeah i know there's something up in my noggin that i yeah can utilize and how do you do that a few times a week i haven't done that in maybe two years yeah okay (laughs) honestly yeah so that's what you said that you've graduated uh uh, gradually moved away from from writing so what what would a week look like for you now you know because we all you said writing's important there's something that you do that could be called writing yeah i've been because of this album recording i've been like trying to write and be and just like get a little more creative i just like doing creative stuff mm-hmm. like even if it is making a video nobody sees or i have a, a bunch of uh music on my that i make on my computer that nobody will ever see or hear i guess um i don't know i don't this like this last two months have been i've moved twice i was living out of my car for like a month mm. and then i moved in i just moved into a place so i haven't really like got settled so I haven't had like a routine to write. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I don't write. I barely even wrote for this. I wrote the entire album out though. You did? Yeah, word for word. Really? Uh, yeah. And it fits on half of an eight by 10 piece of paper. <laughs> I don't think I have enough time. <laughs> um, no, our- I did. I actually went through just because it's all, it's so, such old material mm-hmm. that uh, some of it's like from 2011 you can believe it Mm -hmm. that i was like you know what i should write just to get it like imprinted in my brain once Mm -hmm. i should write it all out like the old days and i don't know if it helped will you uh having written that out do you are you sure that you're gonna stick with that set order no that's that's another thing too is i always like call audibles right on the spot which kind of sucks but it also it's what i found more yeah comfortable for me and how how word for word you say you've written it out word for word is that how you present it 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like fluff that'll change every time I do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's oh, for a while people were saying it, like um, even Bearden would be like, no, nah, I don't know if it was Bearden, but somebody was like, do you just like make it up every time? And I was like, no, look at, if you look at any footage of my sets, it's verbatim the same words. Mm-hmm. And I actually made one of my FPIA finals videos. I just, I wore the same outfit for the prelims the semis and the finals mm-hmm. and then i did the same exact like six minute set and i edited them all on top of each other mm-hmm. and it's pretty pretty trippy video it's like that chris rock special except he... they're all at the same time yeah okay that's funny but Is just that... to prove or to just to prove that it's like i'm doing the same stuff do you have that video up oh somewhere? it's on youtube yeah the, the four okay or thrice three? thrice the county okay i'm I gonna think. check that out actually it's creepy. It's you, it's really hard to get through. <laughs> That's six minutes or whatever. <laughs> the county. Uh, I will look that up. Okay. So in right now with your writing process, though, mm-hmm. or let's say this the past year or two, would you say, because a lot of stuff that you do is physical or is not very, or that, that I've seen. Visual. I mean, I've only seen you a couple of times That's what now. what it's like. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't seem like you would be writing a lot because you're being very physical. It's, yeah. it's a lot of playing with expectations. and I'd say it's more thought out than written down. Okay, so it, but it is pretty thought out. What, oh, like, yeah, All yeah. the little games you're playing. Um, okay. And yeah, I mean, I still want to do well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just going to wing it. Well, so let's say you are going to perform um, a, a show or two tonight um Mm -hmm. what is there uh any preparation that you do in your mind do you think about all right first i'm gonna yeah i would be thinking right now about what i'm yeah okay yeah all day i would think about it and then what i could do that's the stuff that i would think about in the car Mm -hmm. when i'm sitting in traffic um yeah now because i'm here for a specific reason i would probably work on something for that Mm mm-hmm album but yeah the phone thing's going in there for sure mm-hmm. which is gonna sound great i, was, I am wondering about the <laughs> we're audio. filming it though we're filming it with yeah. like five cameras and Tight. a couple a couple g pros and i think i'm gonna have a body cam and a, a, <laughs> i should get a body get a cam. drone for the for <laughs> inside the, the veil yeah. <laughs> hovering right above just in case that angle <laughs> adds the whole audio is just that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's actually could be a really funny idea the worst album (laughs) that's your okay (laughs) all right well i think i have some understanding of your um of your process honestly you're being pretty obtuse but go on generally (laughs) generally well i mean that's what it is i guess generally like i just want to have fun Mm -hmm. and just be myself okay but (laughs) just have fun and be confident in yourself i don't i mean everybody's rights different right like, I think be confident in yourself. Oh, that's awful advice to somebody that sucks. Not like that's as a true. person. Yeah. Some yeah, people should really lose confidence in what they're currently doing. Yeah. Um, I've failed a lot, too. I mean, yeah. I've been doing it for like 10 years, so there's a lot of bombs. Yeah. That are... Uh, I Actually, I've never not bombed now that I think about <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so you are recording a special at the Velveeta Room this weekend, and um, you're gonna do two. You're gonna record it Friday night, and Saturday night, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. One show Friday, two shows Saturday. It, was it like nine and eleven? 
Is yes, that- yes. Sorry. For a second, I thought you were making some kind of nine eleven joke, but yes, oh. at nine p.m. and eleven p.m. Um, yes, on Saturdays, and and then you're gonna make a you're gonna edit together uh, a special out of those. I'm gonna. I would like to get it all in one. Or you're gonna hope you're gonna take the best. But of the I, three. I think I've, we're gonna be doing some skits and bits in between. So I don't know what the albums. I don't have like a full structure for what. I'm going to do with the album. So there'll be some maybe post-editing okay. gags. Gotcha. But the special itself, you're recording. And how are you going to be selling, distributing, or whatever this? Well, Stand Up Records is doing it. So just iTunes probably. I don't know. I'd like to get physical copies, but I think that's more of a novelty right. these days, right? Yeah. To get no, CDs. Although I do really enjoy having, there's a CD player in my car right now, and I do That's enjoy all I have. CDs. I can't. I don't have any plugins or anything. Yeah, I mean, I can listen on my phone, but otherwise, yeah. That uh, with the video, assuming that we don't just scrap the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably get like actual DVD. Yeah. Cases, or maybe just burn my own. So yeah. <laughs> Sharpie on the front. Yeah, and then you can. Because that's some merch that people might actually buy. You think? I feel like people would buy a DVD over a CD. Yeah, DVD. I'm just going to oh, ask. Well, I don't know. iTunes. iTunes is going to be so I can get up to that first spot. I think it's pretty easy to get onto the first. It seems like it, yeah. something's going on where you can just release well, I it. I think when. you only need like 30 some sales in yeah. the first day or something. Yeah, essentially no one's front. buying yeah. anything, especially not comedy, so... If you can just convince, if you just, some people are buying them themselves, maybe just to yeah. get, get to that spot. And then screenshot it. And then screenshot, yeah, that's yeah, the most important part, obviously, but. Um, and then take it down. See if you can get any sales <laughs> based on that. Yeah, um, I, don't know. I don't even know how long it's going to take to edit or anything. Okay. So. But this is your first um, special and album that you're recording. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice to get rid of all this material that I'm kind of done doing. Yeah, six years. Six years. Yeah, and you're not even, you know, you don't even have the same style of comedy, it seems like. So this it's is off. Be... It's still awful, yeah, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, now that you're... And then you also have been... You, you made a shortish film called County in 2013, Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so they're following you around. Um, yeah, Dustin did that. Dustin's actually filming the, oh, okay. the special, too. Very cool. So there might be some elements of that kind of mockumentary. Um, and in okay, so this was a mockumentary. How did that go? Did you? How much did it cost you to make it? How it was free. It just me and Dustin did it. That's all that it was. Um, yeah, me and Dustin made a lot of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I remember talking to him once, and I was like, "Listen, I can't pay you. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I got the money. I just can't pay you." Uh, yeah. Uh, I was like, "So let's do. Is there something you want to film?" to to work on for your resume or whatever yeah uh so we did a music video a documentary um commercials we just kind of hit genres to, so he could learn how to film them nice and i it, i was like oh this that'll be fun so were you able to do some things with um this film though no we just showed it at like festival it was just for fun at festivals but did it you, turned you never... out pretty well though i like it how it I would think that's the kind of thing that you could burn DVDs of and, and sell as like a five buck merch at shows. I could, shows. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm not doing shows like that. I'm not like hitting the road. Oh. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's where you would do it. Yeah. And it's already on YouTube for free. Oh, okay. But there you go. nobody's going to. Nobody. It, I'm just saying, sometimes people buy stuff just to be supportive and because yeah, they like yeah, having yeah. a souvenir. If you're ever doing that, that's um, not a bad idea. So, but let's let's get back into your biography a little bit. So, you were in Houston from 10, 2010 till when? Two years ago. Okay. Right, yeah, you left right as I came. I think because yeah. I moved here basically January, February, 2015. Every year, Danny Palumbo won the contest. Right. I left pretty soon after that. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, I think, yeah, we did overlap by a few months, but because your, yours is one of those names. There's a handful of names where I knew that name. I might have met you once, or we'd seen yeah. each other a little. But I had just moved here and had been doing comedy for like a year, and so there is these names where I'm like, oh, Ryan County, Cody Houston. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people where I'm. I was just like trying to, f- and then you come, Jake Flores, you know, and then y'all come back in town, and I'm like, oh, hello. Uh, you know, your reputation precedes you to the extent I know your name, and I don't, can't keep y'all apart. That's but. all I need. Um, and then you moved to LA. <laughs> I just want to live forever via my name. Yeah, you know. Um, th- LA. I've only been back a couple times too. I mm-hmm. didn't. I think Fun Fun. I came back mm-hmm. for Fun Fun. Probably the last time it was called Fun Fun. Fun. Is it not? It's like I, Sound on Sound now. Or oh, something. did Fun 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 change to Sound mm-hmm. on Sound? <laughs> I think or that's funny or I just thought like I wasn't that. getting invited to fun fun yeah. fun anymore <laughs> but apparently I am <laughs> not responding your emails wait but it's at a different location maybe or maybe it's it? not like straight up a transition but fun oh. fun fun's done for sure sure oh. sure this is that's funny well and that then, shows just how aware I oh, am oh I actually was in a movie and I came back for South by because that movie was slash is that slash yes. yeah I was wondering about that too how did you get into that are you doing some acting in LA uh, I have a commercial agent out there. I had a few commercials last year, but I haven't really been doing them this year. It's like cost money. And if you don't get it, it's kind of, I don't know. It's I'm a in lot that of time and energy. Poverty area mm-hmm. where it's like I can't afford to take off work to go do an audition that I probably won't get. Yes. But if I got it, it would be like a bunch of money. Right. That's a good. But doing that every day, I couldn't do. Yeah. Um, but why did you decide in 2015 to make the move to L.A.? Just uh, professional resentment of Danny? Or? Cody, uh, me and Cody kind of had a, um, I don't know if we officially talked about it, but like a five-year mm-hmm. plan, like a stepping stone plan. Okay. Where we, when we moved here, we talked about like five years and then we should we need to do well in five years and then, or as well as we can and then move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that somewhere else is either... LA just seemed like I had more friends and okay. probably better for me, performance-wise. Why, why do you think better for you? Uh, weather, mostly. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, because I do more performance-based stuff, I see, that's probably yeah. the place to be. Yeah, okay, so you think... Uh, and I just knew more people out there. Yeah, because you're a little wackier. He's a little wacky guy. Um, you want? Yeah, New York was going to eat you up, but LA might have space for your yeah. touchy-feely... <laughs> Namby Pamby dancing around. Um, just doing me. Just being yourself. <laughs> just doing me. How did it go when you first got there? Um, it went well. I what I should. This is advice that I should have took taken. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for correcting your own grammar. By is the way, that right? I, I resist ever correcting that on this podcast, but it really helps that you. Get I'm it off, taken. awful. Should have taken at grammar. I just you want a little tip. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, what? Uh, well, so if you, generally speaking, a good little rule of thumb is if you say have, has, or had, mm-hmm. then it's going to be the past participle as opposed to simple past, which might sound confusing. It does. But like yesterday I took, so that's a simple past, right? Okay. I took a bite of the bagel. I have many times taken. I had taken. He has taken. I'm going to stick with talk. Tuck. I grabbed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, part of your brain knew it. See, this is why All right. I should Hopefully that's in my brain that. now, though. It might be. I'm just trying to spread this. To all okay, that is good. A lot of people, you know, talk about how bad Texas education system is, so I'm just trying to give I us a better reputation. Here, so. I know, but now everything, the, the listeners, oh, there's a lot of Texans. Everything is bigger in Texas. Yes, everything has been bigger in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> including the stupidity, is what yeah. I say. And... Boy, it kills at the shows out here when I say that. <laughs> um, I have a joke that I would make, but I would get um, chased out of this comedy scene, so I will not make it. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you later. Anyway, uh, so you moved to L.A., and oh, yes. how does that oh, go? Oh, so, so um, I did, because I do know a lot of people. Um, I, I know a lot of people out there. Right. I, I know right. people out there, so I got... They get excited when new people come out, just like here in this scene. Mm-hmm. So I booked myself on like all the good monthly shows the yeah. first six months. And then there's so many comics out there. They're like waiting line to get on the same yeah. show. Even if you're friends with a producer or a host or whatever is like a year. Yeah. So I just burnt all through the, all those shows like the first six months, which was awesome because I met a bunch of people. And then um, then it was just like a year Mm-hmm. like nine months where it's like oh i'm not on any of the cool shows um and then how often were you performing uh drastically less than out here so so during that nine to twelve month period are mm-hmm. you starting to go to more mics yeah i was going to the mics just to meet people but the mic scene is awful out there right. um and it's like to a point and i don't know if you should always go to mics but it's at a point where it's like i kind of need an audience right like i'd like an audience and not 40 i think mics comics. are great when you're really trying to get comfortable on the, with it, the microphone and being on stage yeah like physically right but once you do you can't really find out if a joke works yeah. unless you have an audience there's some good mics out there um totally lately i've been going out and up a lot more um but we'll see how that if that because I used the album. I was like, hey, I got an album coming up. Is it yeah. cool if I slip on this, slip on that? So I might just start lying and say, hey, I've got I've another album coming out. I've heard a lot of Ryan, people. Ryan's who, been busting out albums every three months. This yeah, is, this is prolific. He's doing the same material. <laughs> uh, someone was telling me that they just didn't even say that they'd moved. They just kept presenting yeah, it as if they were visiting. I've heard that. Yeah, I think people are. You but then have you to. catch on. Yeah. Yeah. I think people catch on. You have to go to Denver for a minute and then go to New York and then circle back or something. Yeah. Um, so telling people you're working on an album um, has given you a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm making more um, friends or I'm like making more of a deeper people get Yeah. People aren't just like, oh, he's from out of town. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this dude is the funniest guy I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, we got to have this guy. I can't wait to see this his third album. Yeah. for the year. And um uh, do you, what's your do you have a day job? Yeah, too. What what, what what are we doing? Um well, I work for this catering company that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a 3-hour day and it nice. pays pretty well. That sounds ideal. Um and then I've been a kitten nurse 
part time right. a few times a, a week. So that's at a spay and neuter. Oh, clinic. you just you just kind of chop some balls and then. Go I just on. well, I go and I just collect the balls, and they go. Ryan, can you go throw these out? But you know, I'm keeping yeah. them. Yeah. No, I'm keeping them. It, yeah, it'd be almost weird not to. No, we so we rescue um, kittens from kill shelters. Okay. And then we raise like I would raise them. Somebody rescues them and, and drives them to them our gas station. Yeah. Literally. Ideally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we raise them till they're old enough to get snipped, spayed and neutered. It's, it's kind of vet term, snipped. Yeah. And uh, that was piercing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we try and go set up outside of a Petco and trick people into adopting these kittens. Wouldn't it be easier to sell kittens than adult cats? Yeah. There's so many of them. But you just kind of want to you want to play with them for a few months and then. Well, we have to wait. They have to be over two pounds before you can spay and neuter them. Oh, so, so you we'll don't foster want, them out. We'll let don't. people foster oh. them and then we'll we'll okay. snip them for free. We just want these kittens to live. Yeah, and be spayed and neutered. Yeah. Um, it's a real problem. It is a problem. Stray cats. When the shelter when the kill shelters kill kittens, how mm-hmm. do they do it? Um, they just put them in a big sack. Just and <laughs> run them over with a truck <laughs> with a truck or car yeah and, uh uh probably probably just needles Surprise needles euthanize them oh man all right well that's kind of, i mean it's kind of a bar what's it's like how how would i want them to be killed i don't know, you know like a fight in a like funny a knife way fight? probably but just letting criminals who feel like this would be therapeutic for them just to kind of like if you had a fear, mm, if you had an intrusive idea. thought that you were going to pull a Lenny one day and, and kill a kitten, like strangling it, just like Who's a, Lenny? A decent, of mice and men, oh, and just pulling read it. a pulling a behavioral therapy thing where you're like, you get over your fear of strangling a cat by strangling a kitten. Yeah. I mean, I just think there are a lot of uses, but I mean, what you're doing what, sounds fine too. It's like a cool, like with the catering gig, they, we get a bunch of free food at the mm-hmm. end of the day, leftovers. Um, so that's cool. There's not really any cool perks with this kit. Like they won't let me take any of the dead kittens home, which yeah. I think could be pretty funny if instead of pulling a set list out at one of my shows, I pulled a dead kitten out of my pocket and just put it on the stool. You could write a set list on his stomach. Like, I, this is all I can find uh, <laughs> for my day job. I, I came, came straight, straight from, from work. work. <laughs> Nice. Okay. mortis <laughs> kitten. Oh, but it's good. good. I actually like that job. It feels kind of like I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, I was a dishwasher for a while. Oh man, I was that's a dishwasher. No, that's. <laughs> it's noble. It it's noble for the people that can do that. Um, yeah. It's so there's like no end. There's no end. There's no achievements. Sisyphean. Yeah, I see. I was nasty. I was but covered is there in an water. end to the dead kittens or the? Yeah, there's a it's seasonal actually, but that's still cyclical. But that's true. We got the whole. I don't think it ever. I don't think any of this ever ends. Uh no. Okay. Energy can't be created or destroyed. Except if God chooses to stop thinking about us, then we'll stop existing. Yeah, law of equivalent exchange. Something else will take its place. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just won't exist anymore. <laughs> um, so let's talk about. You've been doing comedy for essentially ten years. A century, yeah. A century or ten years or so. And um, you're coming out with a special and an album. You've got some some little films, and you're living in LA, and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. know who you are. What are your What are your long term goals for all this? Just 
uh, a lot of money. Yeah. How much <laughs> money would you need to be $2,500? Feel... <laughs> um, all right. Well, if anyone wants to make Ryan's dream come true, it, you know, we could make this. Honestly, I like uh, I like doing movies and stuff. I like doing anything uh, like mm-hmm. creative performance-wise. Stand-up is always a thing. I'd like to get known so that people could come to a stand-up show. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you would movies be more of a way to get known to feel stand-up? I think stand-up? so, yeah. And it's really fun to do. Yeah. And if I could, like, make my own, that would be great. But oh, I'd rather have somebody else write the script and then just ask me to do it and pay me and then... Yeah. And then steal the, every scene I'm in and then just get famous. Discovered, just win a... What's it called? Oscar and uh, just Oscar and a Grammy. Probably. Well, you'd probably be doing your rap. A mu- and a music. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. a rap musical. Hamilton the movie. But like a like like good, you know. Either, yeah. I mean, someone yeah. should do that, right? <laughs> Was Hamilton bad? I I just like I I'm more hear of a, anybody. I'm a newsies guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone enjoyed it, but I maybe I have different friends. Um, so. So, but your long-term goal is to find to like financially be able to do stand-up. No, no day job. You want to quit the day job? Yeah, it'd be nice if I could like be in a position where I could volunteer at a place like a kitten, yeah. a place that needs it. But the goal is to still do the same stuff, but just not need it. Yeah, just yeah. I yeah. mean, catering's fun, kitten savings fun, but what, what you is... don't want to feel like you have a boss. Yeah, true. I don't need this job. Yeah. Start stuffing my pockets with dead kittens and then walk on out. Yeah. I'm volunteering. Exactly. That would be ideal. Do you want to do, like, what do you want to do? What do yeah. you want to do? I want to I do stand-up. I have that. I think that um, I would, I just want to, I don't know. I have a lot of goals. I want to do stand-up on my own terms. I want to be a rock mm-hmm. star. Um, in want to do, in like, this road of, work? Yeah, I do. I just, I love traveling. And so yeah. I, I just want to, tra- I love traveling. I love festivals. I love, I, that. what I mean, uh, being a rock star, that feeling of, oh, I'm being treated like a rock star. Attention, I'm yeah. on stage and people are loving, you know, I, I love, I love that. I mean, I just, you it's know. It's very it's, addicting. It's, it's a it's rush. Fuck. Um, and I would like to not have a day job and I would like to be able to hang out with all the cool comedians, like very w- interesting people. I've yeah. Met. Uh, I love that when you're hanging out with comedians who are famous and successful, who are hanging out with you and, and are uh, accepting your personality. It's very validating. Like they see you as a peer. Seeing me as a mm-hmm. peer. I just want to be able to hang with the big boys. Sorry, ladies. Um, I respect <laughs> and some And the cool chicks, too. Um, you can't say big ladies. Yeah, I just like there's not an equivalent with the big chicks. That's not... People are going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah. I just want to t- hang with the fat girls. Yeah. <laughs> the, big the big boys, boys and, the, and the, fat the fat girls. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's... Let's go with that. Maria Bamford, if you're cool with it, I'm going to call you a she's fat girl. She's one of the fat girls. She's, she would be fine. I don't think she's going to be sensitive about... No, she knows. She, she's she's nice. She knows she's fat. She, okay. <laughs> <laughs> P-H-A-T. Yeah, you get it. Is that still going on? It, Pretty hot and tempting? It felt like a P-H every time we said it, mm-hmm. but I kind of think it's funnier if we just spell it with an F, F. so okay. let's just get rid of the word. Let's get rid of P-H. It's too much of a... That's how I spell faggot, too, is with a P-H. <laughs> Pretty hot, is, yeah. Agate, pretty yeah. hot agate. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, but I that it's, was too close. Cool. I felt uncomfortable to say that was way yeah, too close. I was fine with that. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and doing movies like I don't know. I've only ever been in um, like a short film, uh, but that was fine. And I think I could enjoy that too. But I think for me, that would all. It's always if I can do something that fuels me having a draw eventually yeah. that would be tight because i want to have actually speaking too it's real hard to just do stand exactly you yeah. want some mailbox money if possible you want some some windfalls sometimes some stay like i would and and the podcasts um i feel like that's a good way to make money these days right i just started another podcast it's that's called, crazy called you're paying Chain me a Flicks. grand to do this i know they're very lucrative um but we are going to have to start the Patreon soon because it's getting expensive for me to just pay everyone. You yeah, know, you're, get, you're getting a little bit more than some of the others. But, oh, okay. um, but you know, we try to pay everyone as much as we can, as much as they're worth, really. Um, as I much as wish I was <laughs> worth a month of rent. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be more than I pay in rent. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but I love talking that's the thing yeah. you know what i really love is just talking just especially without a script so the more that i that's one of the goals is like i just want to be able to talk on stage as freely as possible um and have it go well and have it go yeah. well so that kind of just start doing that yeah like just at mics just go unscripted well, right well, I, have you yeah. been doing that yeah i mean i do but it's then then uh, there'll be some high pressure situation um or what's high pressure in my mind and so then I, f- I have to pull back a little yeah and you know what i would do when i was first like i was like you know what i'm just gonna kind of crowd work or whatever i would do um opener and then just leave like three minutes and then have something you know that can bring them back and then standing O joke right after <laughs> that is kind of how i um try to do it a lot of times is i i know what's probably going to be my opener i know what's yeah. probably going to be my closure i have some ideas about some stuff that might happen in the middle but um it's good to have a idea of a set instead of just going up and blind yeah i'd going up fully what's the sometimes uncocked, fully blank uncocked because fully cocked is like ready. You got, yeah, your so barrels uncocked. are full of- you don't want to go up uncocked but um just a little cock you just need a little cock at the beginning and yeah. then uh, and yeah. then pull the trigger you gotta yeah you gotta empty have a, the rounds you gotta get a big cock at the end you gotta have a big old fat chick cock at fat the end cock. yeah fat chick cock um is the best it's that's when it's funniest when it's fat chick cock that is the best it I'm is not, the best i'm more men easily the are best. still currently have fatter cocks but when it's fat chick cock then that's i call me progressive but i prefer a fat chick well progressive i gotta do a sh- an insurance shout out there my uh <laughs> so are they insurance progressive they sponsors insurance. but like in an alcoholics anonymous way <laughs> um okay uh so if the long-term goal essentially it sounds pretty similar to me basically we want freedom we want to make some money doing yeah. some stand-up we're working on it yeah and i do really love making movies and stuff so that mm-hmm. would be cool but i never w- would want like i don't want to be able to be like hey austin can i do the cap city i was gonna say paramount but mm-hmm. come on let's be real <laughs> can i uh, come do a weekend there mm-hmm. get that mortgage paid off yeah just have just have fun you're saying you're saying that's something that you want to be able to do is um I, I get a mortgage yeah, to get them, yeah, for and one. eventually pay it off. <laughs> yeah, that is also one of my goals. Um, but but uh, to be able to travel or and to yeah. go to to go to clubs, if if you're in enough uh, movies, then you can headline anywhere you want. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for that, that Hangover one. reboot. 
Yeah, Hangover 4. I, I feel like that's going to be... No, we're going to go five? back to 1. Oh, back to 1. 1. 1.2. Um, Do you feel... Are you, like, good at anything? Besides stand Yeah, like, you know, like a, like a... Something that makes... You know, like... Um, welding or something i'm i'm pretty good uh singer really um but that's i don't really like to say that that's probably harder to um pursue than stand up i just like doing it for for fun in the car sometimes at church i sing um like in the choir mm -hmm. or just along with the hymns both yeah at christmas i like to join up for christmas and then uh really yeah you go to church every sunday yeah which church which kind of church it's a gay it's a gay christian church yeah. A Christian? I, they're Christians, yeah. You're a Christian? I am. I'm a, a lesbian. Nope. Le- uh, it's, yeah, because it's... Is it the same Bible? Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of like... Uh, know what's black up. Black out some yeah. of the... <laughs> no, yeah, I take whatever I want from it, you know. They don't have um, lap? Like, do you have a lap? Does a pastor ever come out or... Um, rabbi? What are you trying to say? Come out and read like hymns and they go, <laughs> here's a doozy of one. And then y'all have a laugh no. about how outdated the you know what ideals they, are. They choose, you know, the music they want to sing, and you know what they they inclusify. Like a lot of pronouns are are made gender neutral. And there's even like an Amazing Grace. There was uh, a blind chick who had a problem with I'm blind but now I can see because that implies that being blind isn't as good. True. Uh, it's very ableist, and so it's uh, it's like what do they what do they say now? Instead of was blind but now I see, it's was who this cares? Is a hymn? It's well, Amazing oh. Grace. You know the song, Amazing yeah, yeah, Grace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just they just changed it to be something vague. I was about to sing it. Oh, yeah, and I was wondering, well, because there's another place. line like, "What <laughs> was lame, but now I'm something." Like, yeah, they yeah, change yeah. a lot That's of stuff. That's the same one, right? The yeah, I once was blind, but now I see. Yeah, so they've changed a lot of um, ableist lingo, and they've changed a lot of gendered stuff. So it's like you still have the that. Honestly, like the Christian community is pretty. Com- any community, mm-hmm. it feels nice. Yeah, like a community. They there's a lot of homemade food too. Like there's the uh, coffee. Now we're food. getting to it. I but I do <laughs> cry most weeks, um, and that feels good. And uh, I like singing, like I said. And I spend the first ten minutes or so of each ser- uh, service, like uh, scheduling out my next couple of weeks, and that's like a really helpful thing oh, for okay. me to do with myself. Wait, while well, they're talking. Yeah, there's like a kid section where they're like, hey, kids, oh. what is it like when you lose a friend? You know, shit, shit like yeah. that. Um, and it's uncomfortable because in the beginning they make us all like uh, greet each other and hug and shit. Is so this a pretty small congregation a, then? There's still like a hundred or so people. Oh, I don't, wow. I don't, even, I don't know numbers. It's hard for me to gauge. You'd think it'd be easier for me to gauge, but. Um, I can't do it. Guess the jelly beans. Can't do it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, that's what not that's not my Asperger's uh, power. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, I really enjoy uh, church. Anyway, how do we get onto this? Um, singing. Oh, you asked me about skills. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I like to read, but I don't think that counts as a skill. No. I'm, I'm really good at making juices and smoothies now. So, what do you? Are you like? Pat, I mean, there's no hook like that adrenaline you get doing a show. Even doing like not your best set, it still kind of feels. Still can be hard to sleep. It feels like, um, yeah, it's yeah. It feels like I found out what I did. I remember when I was seventeen and I did it for the first time, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is what I should be doing or what I should be following." 
And I feel like a lot of people don't get that in their life. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I I, uh, stumbled around for a lot of my 20s um, just with a lot of indecision about what to do. And when I finally started doing stand-up, and and I'd known for a long time that's what I wanted to do, but I had run away from it. Um, But yeah, it's just like, oh, this is it from now on. And that's... I forget to be grateful for that sometimes because it really is very freeing to just have this thing to work on. Yeah, you like know a little more about yourself than maybe somebody that hasn't found that thing. It's like being married to the love of your life, and which I am also now. So I'm like, I'm married to love my life, and I'm married to the career of my life. How long you all been married? Since May 13th, so just a few months here. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you go on a honeymoon? We did. We went to Costa Rica. Whoa. That's, that's I don't um, know. <laughs> I just get excited about it. It's a pretty, it's never a pretty go good anywhere. deal. It's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. Thanks for asking. So what about short-term goals and projects that you are working on right now? I mean, after this, after this album um, slash special. I need to film, and I was going to do pretty much this album. And then, like, just getting more into the scene out there. Um, actually, the last couple months, I've been going through a breakup from the sorry. love of my life. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> While you were in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. having the time of your life two months ago. Hey, it rained more than we would have liked. <laughs> <sighs> it rained a lot <laughs> at my place, <laughs> inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to get back. It's kind of exciting in a way that I'm just trying to get back in the scene or get to a level where... Um, it's like uh, my peer like the doing shows with the people i want to do shows with and so just getting like doing more shows pretty much yeah um is are there concrete steps that you could take you think to short of uh coming out as transgender or anything like that are there are there steps (laughs) that you could take Mm, yeah i mean just being more like prevalent like when i was in the relationship there was a lot of uh, scheduling conflict so ah. I couldn't go out as much okay. as I probably should have um, like I chose to do that you know it wasn't like I was held back or anything no totally now, but now you can literally can go, go out, out every, every night. night yeah yeah um, so now that you'll be seeing people constantly and yeah. uh, them seeing you you might be on their mind more and you can yeah I mean that's usually how we- it happens yeah we- weedle needle we- n- weedle in weedle weedle is it Weedle? Is it no? Weedle it's ne- is a needle. Pokemon, but it's Weedle like a is little, a Pokemon, little but it thing. does kind of needle. It has a needle he, he on its head, actually. Head. Yeah. Oh, that's and why. He kind of wiggles his he way. He kind of needles his way into mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, that works. Weedle. Japanese are so weedle cute, my aren't way they? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're gonna weedle your way into people's hearts. Um, and <laughs> I just moved in with a uh, with Barbara Gray too. I know that name. Sweet books. Something. She's sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Sauce. Okay. So um, she's pretty tapped in. She's always doing shows and stuff. So it's nice having nice, somebody yeah. to coattail, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's nice. We're, we're also trying to find, me and a friend are trying to find funding. Well, he's doing it. Funding for a movie that he wrote. Um, he wrote it, I guess, at based kind of around those f- fake commercials I made. Mm-hmm. So then he wrote like a whole mockumentary style uh, movie so i think we're trying to get that going nice okay and so he seems to have some balls rolling on that front all right i, I get i i pick up what you're laying down um and we don't have too much time left but uh before we move on to our our latter questions what mm-hmm. about travel how much are you leaving la for comedy right now not a lot just this trip just this trip yeah um 
No touring, I mean, no festivals. No, there's festivals like around there. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like a weird time in comedy where mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to. Like if I were to schedule a tour, I would rather just come back to Austin for a week or for go sure. to Denver for a week or go to Chicago for a week. I feel like that you get way more stage time. You don't have to deal with driving all over the place. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's a great way to to do some traveling for yeah. comedy. It doesn't have to be just a go tour. For a week. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what your needs are. But if you're just wanting to get good stage time and meet people and hang out and have a good time and make a tiny bit of money. I might try and hit some clubs up with the album and try and yeah. sell that. But Now that you have that, you think that you might be able to get some better headlining spots at clubs around? I'm hoping. I mean, it's mostly a credit grab, like yeah. <laughs> something to promote. Like, hey, you should put me on your show, and I can show this. Say I have a thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, you will have to have you back on sometime and, and find out whether having an album has Changes helped you I'll at be in all. A fur coat. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I expect it. I hope so. Um, so, what is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Oh, that's tough. Preferably in a way that has related to comedy. Yeah. Um. Uh, like uh, it's so generic, but it's like be funny first. But what does that mean? Because I because I was getting weird, like not weird, mm. but um, I was just playing around a lot, and the there's it was Hansberger, and he's just like, just remember you gotta like, you know, be funny. You can't you can be weird, but you gotta be funny. Uh, and did that make you realize, oh, I got to sit down and write some jokes? I haven't talked to him since. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it just made a lot of sense. I don't know. There hasn't really been any groundbreaking advice. I'm mm-hmm. sure there has that people have given me, but I guess like just uh, stay in it, mm. you know? <laughs> so I feel like people give up too soon and don't realize that doing comedy is a long-term yeah. gamble. Right. For some, some people get like super successful right off the bat, but I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> I can't die, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could go back and tell yourself something in like your first or second year, hmm. Bill and Ted style. Um, it probably wouldn't be related to comedy. Yeah. Probably be related like, hey, don't go on that date. All right, but if it has to be related to comedy, um, I maybe would I would probably tell myself to start messing around a little earlier, mm-hmm. like playing around. Yeah. Before that lady in the front row was quoting everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably like experiment more. I think I would say the same thing to yeah. myself. It's I think I, I felt this pressure to impress everybody right off the bat. Like I want to be yeah. a prodigy, and you're like that's your time to play around that's your time when there's no embarrassment no one thinks you're going to be good so just get up there and do stuff for yourself as opposed to trying to prove something that you're then going to have to keep up with in your own stupid head for the rest of your life yeah that got real stressful like trying to write one-liners like sitting down and like "Ah, this doesn't feel like my yeah like my voice or my style it just didn't feel organic when I would just sit down and try and force one-liners and, and one-liners. let's be honest, one-liners kind of dumb. No one, I, I mean, need, I need lowest one, form One of, and a half. <laughs> one and a half lines at least. Minimum one and a half lines. Um, if you, let, let's finish this sentence. New comics. Stop. Like, you're like you're talking That's to it. new comics. Like just you're talking stop. to new comics. Just, <laughs> just stop. stop. There's too many. That's a good point. Um... 
I don't know, like stop imitating, mm. I guess. That's a huge one. Like I think a lot of them don't know they're doing it. Uh, I don't know. I don't get that either because it's like a huge comedy nerd thing going on, right? Where people are huge fans of comedy and then they start comedy and then they sound like a comedian. Yeah. Um, it goes back to just messing around, like finding yourself out, I guess. And so do you feel like you found your voice? I did when I moved here. There's like okay. a predominant. I remember driving out here. I had kind of, I didn't have any radio, any CD, anything in. It was just like silence for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I really have, like, I'm really moving. Like, I really have to do something or, like, get better. Mm-hmm. Um, like, right before I get, before I get there. <laughs> In the next three hours, yeah, I, I have hours to get to better. Come up with something. <laughs> do, I mean, so the idea of finding your voice, I mean, people always say that, like, oh, you got to find your voice. But I don't hear a lot of people giving advice about how that actually happens. I mean, it just does. I, right? It's just over time, yeah. you just start to shed. Yeah, there's no... Oh, I've seen it happen too. Like I've seen people, just like like in the middle of their set, being like, oh, "Okay, they did." Like it's kind of cool. Only yeah. a few people, but like it's rare. But then the next, then it's just like they are completely different, more confident, and more something. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just happens. Yeah, because when you say stop imitating people, I think for if we're pra- and just to find something practical for this, as opposed to well, you'll shed it off over time. Yeah, I think. If you know who your top few comedians are or, or are currently and, you know, you're listening to them, you should be able to probably think about the jokes you're doing, especially if you're doing routines right yeah. now, bits and stuff. You should be able to go like, oh, that does sound like John Mulaney or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. But, you know, I don't, people, I don't, there's probably a lot of ego in stand-up. And I, I think they're, like, don't. I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of people that get into stand-up to get, it's maybe more so in L.A., just to get, like, famous. Hmm. Like, just be passionate about stand-up, right? Yeah, I think it's weird, the people who do stand-up who aren't passionate about yeah, it. They just are like, oh, this is, this will get me to that movie, and then once I get in movies, I'm done. Yeah. Which is fine. I, you know what? Do whatever you want. I guess it seems right? like, a, a, like a harder road to me, but maybe there's people who have such good stage presence and confidence yeah. that they're not even beating themselves up about being really good. They're just you able to booked. be charismatic. Yeah. You can get booked out in LA just by doing stand-up. I feel like because it's okay. super popular right now. The last mm. six years, comedy's been super popular. Um, there's, like, people are paying attention to it, directors or whatever. It okay. never happens to me, but... I've heard of uh, those stories where they, I need you to be in this part based on your stand-up set. Yeah, okay. Really, them? Yeah, has there been anyone who that happened to who you thought, you're not funny at all? I mean, probably a lot of people, right? Yeah, cool. You want me to... um, (laughs) Tell me later, but... Yeah. Unless you you want... (laughs) I can't think of any specific name. Okay. Um, And if you could change something about the L.A. comedy scene, what would you change? I mean, ooh, that's tough. The mic game needs to change. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clicky out there. Like, it's hard, which I get it. But it's kind of hard to um, not, uh, what's the word, infiltrate peer groups. Yeah. Um, not to say that people aren't friendly or anything. But I don't know how you change that. They're just people who are comfortable with their circle of friends. Yeah. I don't know. The mics, I don't know how to change it, but the mics. 
are there's just too many people doing it so every mic that you go to the sign up list is too long and the audience well is too it's small. a lottery poll it's always most lotteries. of them okay yeah and then those can be brutal i don't know because there's some really good open mics too i don't want to hate on the whole thing what, uh, what what makes the good mics good when there's like an audience mm-hmm. but i don't think that exists does that even exist here yeah it does there's a few places yeah yeah there's rarely like audiences I mean, is, but is there anything that people who are hosting those things could do to get a better audience? No. Yeah. Because it's like 35 awful, uh, there's just new comedians. Right. And these people could be doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Why would, why would extra people come yeah, out to this? Yeah, 11 o'clock on, on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So there's nothing really that can be done about it. I think there's just too many comedians in general. See, but then earlier you're like, stay in it. That was some advice you're trying to get. Yeah, <laughs> you know? stay in it. Don't start it. Yeah, don't start. <laughs> if you're already here. <laughs> no, that's just bitterness talking. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's it'd be a lot easier for everybody if there was way less. Even out here in Austin, when we when I first mm-hmm. moved here, they were like the old dogs were like, oh, there's so many people here now. And there's like maybe... Again, I'm not, I'm not good at numbers. Maybe like 50 actual comedians. Yeah. Now comedians. there's a few hundred. Now yeah. there's like underbellies and like di- like different yes, groups. Yes, underbellies yeah. and different groups. And there's really hundreds of people. The whole city, though, is bigger. Supposedly though. thousands if you're... To, yeah. I mean, I don't know some of these people who are who are on these Facebook groups. But yeah. Um, and I think it is... Look, you know, the earlier you start the easier it's going to be for you to yeah. get to the place where you're getting stage time before uh, all that runs out in cities. I mean, so yeah, if you're thinking about starting, you should probably start, but also yeah, don't. But also just don't. Unless you really, really <laughs> want to. Um, be a producer. Yeah. That's like where there's so much great. Be a manager. Be, be an audience member. <laughs> be a fan. Buy yeah. tickets and, and merch. Okay. Um, all right. That, that might just be our generation, though. Yeah, We're all special. That's a good point. Right? Yeah, things might change. Um, let's do endorsements. So okay. uh, so I think someone else already endorsed this on the podcast, but that's where I'm getting most of what I listen to now, so this is just going to be what it is. But I have really been enjoying, I started listening to it yesterday, uh, Stuart Lee's 41st Best Stand-Up Album. I think his British accent is really... Who is that? His name's Stuart Lee, and he has a really cute British accent, and I think it's adding to it. But he's still, he's very funny. Oh, I don't know who that is. Well, there you go. It's for you then, Stuart Lee. Um, On Spotify. Is he like now, relevant now, or is that I an old no guy? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Man, I just listen to shit on Spotify. I don't know what the fuck the context <laughs> is. I mean, he's British, so he's not relevant but yeah. to us. But you know, it's on Spotify. You can, you can enjoy it. All right. I don't have. I don't have Spotify. It's like it's it's free with commercials. So I know, and it, but a shuffle play though. You don't know. You really? oh oh is it? I don't know. I, think, I do pay ten bucks a month for that. Yeah, that's the worst part because it's you, all shuffle. If you're, I think a lot of it is shuffle. Oh, it's like they they force you to do the radio thing now. It didn't used Probably. to be that way. Okay. But I'm an idiot. This could so. be hearsay. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to be endorsing Spotify. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Am I supposed to endorse somebody? Yeah, endorse somebody. And if it can be someone with a particular thing, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, comedy related. Comedy related. A person who has something on the internet that people can okay. check out. Well, Doug Mellard, uh, my buddy Doug, nice. has... He was just here a couple months ago recording his second album, but his first album, Fart Safari, is... Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
very very worth a listen um all those guys pretty much any austin guy out in la okay chris fairbanks he's doing a lot out there oh brendan uh brendan walsh and randy Lickey just mm-hmm. got a comedy central show that's probably gonna be good nice the bone zone is their podcast endorse that okay okay cool that's enough that's too many i don't want to yeah. I, I like to post links and that is a lot, a lot oh okay okay then doug mallard fart safari fart safari tight um all right let's let's plug some shit so this is going to come out on thursday october 19th okay do you want to plug anything going on um in your life no well i guess they should check out your album eventually yeah yeah. i'll have stuff to plug just check out my what's your album gonna be called i don't know yet okay so just google ryan county yeah i'll endorse that county doc instagram what is your instagram let's follow each other my instagram is r-y-a-m m m as in mom yeah okay r-y-a-m-c-o-w-n-i-e let me check this out. R Y A M C O W N I E. I used to play um, Super Smash Brothers Melee in tournaments, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I put my name was R Y A M, and I never looked back. Okay. Okay. There's a, a handful of Instagram. Oh no, it's loading. Really? No, no, no. I thought it it wasn't okay. There's some kittens and some good stuff in here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll follow you. Um, yeah, follow me at self on Instagram. <laughs> That's a good name. Thanks. Um, I try to live up to it. Well, now I just feel like you're not, you want to plug anything else? Cause I'm gonna plug a bunch of stuff and I feel like kind of a No, dick. you plug. Just right. look, look at, look me up for Facebook. Yeah. I'm always posting stuff. Like, I'm always getting into goofs and wax. Yeah. Friend slash follow Ryan County on Facebook. Uh, I'm still going to be in LA for the week that this comes out. So, um, tonight, if you're listening on the 19th at 8 PM, I'll be doing the bash show at Silver Lake lounge. Lodge? Okay. Lounge. I'll walk there. That's like 10 minute okay. walk from my house. Oh, you got a great place or you still live in your car. Um, yeah, so I can park anywhere. You can kind of park, yeah. <laughs> um, those meters, though, geez. Okay, uh, on the 20th at 8, I'll be doing the show Sauce at DeSano's. Wow, I'll be there, too. Really? Yeah, it's my roommate who hosts that show, so I'll oh, drive that's right. with her. Sure, it's your roommate. <laughs> um, on the 21st, I'll be doing Dave Ross's show Good Heroin at 8. I'll be there Stories. as well. These are all really good shows. Come to yeah. these shows. Yeah, come to these shows uh, if, you, if you're around. Uh, on the 22nd, M.K. Paulson, friend of the show, has his Golden Hour mm-hmm. show at Cafecito Organico at 7 p.m. And then I'll be at Chatterbox Lodge at 9 p.m. On the 23rd, I've lost track of what day of the week any of this shit is, but 8 p.m. doing hot tub at the Virgil. Oh, nice. 24th, 8 p.m. Comedy Bowl at Highland Park Bowl. 25th, I'm flying back. Those are all really. Those are like. With my wife. Those, those are all the shows. Yeah. That I, that I burnt myself out on pretty much in the. Well, except some of them didn't exist when I was there. The Golden Hour, MK's Golden Hour is great. I just did that two weeks ago. Yeah, it looks. It sounds like it's going well. Or I guess if this has come out the nineteenth, I just did that four, four weeks, weeks ago. ago. Good, good. I'm glad it's going well. Um, yeah, I'm very excited slash kind of pretty scared uh, to fail so yeah you know. well that's good yeah that's but, where you gotta be in the i mean <laughs> yeah it's better you're yeah. just confident that you won't that's when it's bad right yeah i don't i don't i don't do that can't win till you lose exactly that about sums up so thanks. <laughs>
Nationals. 